0: You're listening to The Rise of Sophia, a fifth-dimensional resource and podcast for those who feel called to help create the new earth, with me, your host, Angel Quintana, where we'll explore topics to help expand your consciousness, assist in your transcendence, and elevate the way you navigate through your life path. I'll share with you the Sophia cosmology, My spiritual theory and philosophy on life founded on the principle that we are all stars who came to this realm on assignment. If you're ready to let your Sophia light shine, let's begin. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode here at the Rise of Sophia podcast. We are on part two as we continue uh, our lessons on how to exit the 3D paradigm. So I'm just going to preface uh, that We're kind of jumping into some really deep subjects today, Uh, probably concepts that you've never heard of before. Maybe you have, but not in the way that I'm going to share them today as they have been divinely given to me. So it's something for you to digest, see how it resonates, see how it feels. But I think it's important at this stage that we really discuss how we got into this third dimensional paradigm here on planet Earth. So let's go ahead and get into today's topic on how to exit the 3D paradigm. For those of you guys who are brand new to my podcast, my name is Angel. I'm the creator of Holistic Fashionista Magazine. We are a fifth dimensional publication uh, supporting those who feel called to help create the new earth. So I've been practicing uh, astrology for over 30 years. Uh, I've got a... A spiritual theory called Sophia cosmology, which you guys are learning a little, about, a little bit about in this course. Um, but my, my real intention and goal for my movement and my life's work is to help create powerful, self-realized new earth leaders of tomorrow. So let's go into this. So on our first lesson in this class, we talked about what the third dimension means, you know, and the importance of elevating out of this con- uh, consciousness and leaving that paradigm behind. But it's important that we understand how we got here. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. What caused our world to become third dimensional? And who or what forces are at play that want to maintain this third dimensional paradigm. In our next class, we're gonna discuss what transcendence is. So this is really how vital it is for our human existence to sustain and to grow in consciousness is to really tap into our own personal transcendence In class number four, we're going to be talking about moving into the fourth dimension. A lot of people are waking up right now. A lot of people are dabbling into the fourth dimension right now, but they keep slipping back into the 3D paradigm. And you're going to learn a lot about why that is today. So we'll talk about the 4D paradigm. Uh, in our fourth class. In the fifth class, we're going to talk about the fifth dimension, which is all about what uh, Sophia Cosmology really is all about and the work that I'm doing here on planet earth. And then how you can be the change, which is really to become self-realized new earth, fifth dimensional leaders of tomorrow. So we'll discuss that in lesson number six. So Without further ado, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. If you liked this podcast, please do share it with your friends and family, especially those who are waking up and are have those bigger questions that they just can't wrap their head around right now. I hope that I do a good job in breaking down some of these really complex uh, concepts into uh, a way that you can digest them. So be open-minded in this process. Okay, so my first point that I want to talk about, about how we got here, is this concept called the pleroma. Okay. So I want you to think about the pleroma as the totality of all the divine powers that exist in the universe. Okay, so that's really massive, but it's going to make a lot more sense if we start to see this pleroma, this energy field that is filled with all kinds of divine powers. Now, divine powers are not just psychic abilities, okay? They're not just being able to tap into or use telepathy or clairvoyance. It's when I say divine powers, divine powers, you know, could be the, the power of touch, the power of being able to smell the power of being able to you know do a job a power to be able to express our emotions these are all divine powers so if we start to see divine powers as as their individual essence and that all of these individual divine powers play a role in our consciousness today but what we're going to find is there are dominant levels of consciousness or divine powers that have infiltrated the pleroma. okay? Now some of, some people, some spiritual teachers and um, other YouTubers and things like that out there are talking about this spiritual war. I don't want to think of it like a spiritual war. I want to think of it in a way of you understanding what consciousness really is and how actually easy it is to win the spiritual war if that's what you want to talk if you want to you know call it that but it's really all just consciousness and the more the more that we judge it and the more that we see its po- po- uh, polarity as good and bad you know good and evil or so to speak then we're still stuck In third dimensional consciousness, in fear consciousness, because there's this yin and yang, there's this constant tug of war. But if we move into these higher levels of consciousness, we stop identifying with the good and bad. We start to see things from a bird's eye view. So, this is activation of your divine powers, which is also you having an individual consciousness all on your own which we're going to talk about, which is called your movement. And when you tap into your own consciousness, you can can feel the other consciousnesses that are trying to either control you or inspire you or whatever you want to call it. So the main goal is that you are very self-aware of your own consciousness. And when certain things show up, like, negativity or anger or self-pity or jealousy or envy or happiness and joy, whatever, you know, those entities are, the light and the dark entities. If we can recognize those, that means that we're recognizing our consciousness and our consciousness is a divine power inside of the Pleroma. We all have divine powers, but most people have given up their consciousness to another consciousness for their existence. They have withheld or withdrawn their own power, their own divine power that exists in the pleroma, but they have to activate it. So I know this is a pretty subjective, it's a pretty ethereal way to look at things, but I hope that this is going to make sense as I continue on to describe what this really means. So let's go into something that I'm calling consciousness archetypes, okay? Now, you've probably heard of some of these, and you guys, there's so many, I just named a few here, but I want to talk to you guys about these archetypes specifically, because they play an important role in the Pleroma, okay? So the Anunnaki, okay, if you've done any... Old school, uh, maybe Zachary, um, which is Stitchin, or if you read anything about you know, Enki and Enlil and the story of the Anunnaki and them coming from Nibiru and all this stuff, I won't go into the whole story, but you know, some of you guys have heard this story about the Anunnaki. But instead of thinking that the Anunnaki are here, which are these sky gods, and they've you know, come in and they're you know, living you know, amongst us or whatever, and the same thing with the reptilians and our star seed energies, which I'm going to talk about, I want you to just think about them as consciousness, okay? Instead of thinking of them as a physical being, which I believe they were physical beings in their era, Right. When whoever had um, you know, come to this realm, you know, whether we were um, you know, <laughs> an a eugenics experiment, if you will, uh, whatever the storyline is, what I really want you guys to take away is that the Anunnaki is a consciousness. So they brought a consciousness which I'm just gonna call royalty, right? They really believed that they were these superior beings, but instead of judging that, I just want us to acknowledge that sometimes we feel royal. Sometimes I want to get my nails done. Sometimes I want to go to the spa. Sometimes I want to be treated like a queen, you know, so so that consciousness exists within this realm. And we can choose to lean into it and adopt it. We can choose to reject it and not, you know, use it at all. Or we can just dabble in it when we feel like it. So the Anunnaki brought a divine power in the Pleroma called royalty, okay? So let's go to the next example here, okay? that You've heard of the Draconians, right? The reptilian race, okay? So again, let's talk about that you know, you've seen like people call like, oh, the reptilians, the cold hearted, they have no feelings. They, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have the level of human consciousness, which has empathy and compassion, right, because their consciousness is mostly focused on technology. It's about building things. It's not about being emotionally involved in something. It's about tech, right? It's, so we, instead of rejecting the reptilian consciousness, we can actually just call upon that when we need it. When I want to get something done and I don't want to be emotionally attached to it, I just want to get it done, right? Like maybe I want to clean my house, you know, and I want to use my, my new dust buster and I want to just get it done. I'm not going to be emotionally attached to it. I'm just going to get the job done. So I'm tapping into, you know, silly example, but to reptilian consciousness where I'm just getting a job done. There's no emotion attached to it. So instead of judging the reptilian consciousness for being this evil race, right, I can just use it when I need it and move on to the next. Instead of what we're going to be talking about in a minute is seeing how the reptilian consciousness has in like infiltrated the pleroma so much that people have adopted it. They've become addicted to technology, okay? So we're going to talk about that. All right, so the next one is the Pleiadians, okay? So if you guys, uh, you know, maybe you really resonate, maybe you really resonate with the Pleiadian starseed consciousness, which is really about spirituality. So the Pleiadians, they brought spirituality consciousness, right? What does it mean to, you know, believe in a higher power, to believe in the universe as as an ever-expanding, you know, field, of quantum, you know, energetics. So they brought this consciousness. So when we do prayer, you know, and when we meditate, so we're utilizing Palladian consciousness. So again, we could choose to be in that field all the time, or we could use it when we need it. Okay. The next one that I'm going to talk about is the Arcturian Consciousness. Okay, so I know a lot of my kismet clients are in this consciousness quite a bit. Same thing with the Palladians, but they were the healers. They are the peacemakers. They were here to bring about medicine. What would this world be like without the herbs and the natural remedies? So the Palladians or these you know blue-colored creatures, um, they came here to bring the consciousness of medicine, of holistic healing right? So we can use that. So now we have this consciousness available to us. So when we don't feel well, or we feel anxiety, we can call upon the Arcturian consciousness to bring us back to homeostasis. Uh, the Sumerians, you guys have heard of the Sumerians, the Lumerians, the Atlanteans, okay? So these, all of these are consciousness. They were, potentially beings that existed in the universe who brought these divine powers to the Pleroma, okay? The Lumerians, the shamans and healers, the Sumerians, language, government, and architecture, the Atlanteans, strength, power, and stamina. Do you see now how vital it is and how amazing the Pleroma is? that we have access to all of these different consciousness. We can call upon these consciousness whenever we want to, but you know what else we have? We have our consciousness. We have our own individual consciousness, and then we have our collective consciousness, which is the human race. Right? So you have an individual consciousness that contributes to a larger collective consciousness called the human race. But if you are constantly um, utilizing the other, if you're getting addicted to technology, or you're living in the dreamland of spirituality and not able to exist, you know, on planet earth, right? A lot of Pisceans feel this way, right? So they're, they're kind of stuck in, a, in one consciousness, but we are multi-dimensional. We are multi-faceted. We are multi-consciousness. And when we utilize and tap into them, we can feel it. And we can call, and so these these are gifts, like these divine powers that exist in the pleroma are available to every single one of us, if we can understand, you know. And that's why I'm trying to conceptualize what this means, because the reason that we got, the reason we got here into this 3D paradigm is because these these lower energies. Okay, the remember we talked about the material cosmology in the first class. Okay. Where the material cosmology is all about technology, you know, and science and all of these like material things like money, you know, how we look, our vanity, all these things, because the people, these, these specific ones, you know, the Atlanteans, I'd be, I would even say the Sumerians, the Anunnaki and the reptilian consciousnesses have, are becoming so prevalent in today's culture. So the 3D paradigm is really quite vast because the people are choosing to give up their divine, their own individual divine power or their own individual divine consciousness to these other consciousness, okay, that are becoming more dominant in our field today. So the solution for this, okay, the only way that we're really going to exit the third dimensional consciousness is if we stop adopting the lower frequencies. Now, I'm not going to sit here and judge the lower frequencies because I just gave you guys examples when those frequencies are kind of cool, Right. There's times when I want to just get something done and I don't want to be emotionally attached and I just want to, you know, enjoy technology or I want to feel like royalty or I want to just, you know, you know, build something or whatever. So that's perfectly fine. But if we stay there, then we've magnified the material cosmology and it takes us away from our spiritual cosmology or what I refer to as Sophia Cosmology. So mindfulness is where we get to decide what consciousness do we want to adopt. That we, what do we want to adapt to? What? But we have to be mindful of this. That means we cannot let these uh, these consciousnesses control us. We can be mindful that they exist. But we, if we, if we uh, give up our own power and let them just control, this consciousness control us, then we miss out on something very powerful. And I'm going to call this personal consciousness. Okay, so personal consciousness is your ability to feel your own energy, not the energy of the entities. Okay. Not the energies of your depression, of anxiety, of addiction, right? Those are, those are attachments. So if you think of yourself as the hard drive, like you're the computer, right? You've got your own memory, right? Got your own consciousness. But as we plug in the softwares, right? And think of the softwares as these consciousness archetypes that I've talked about. So we've got the reptilian consciousness and we've got the draconian, or, you know, we've got the Anunnaki and then we've got the Palladians and we've got the Arcturians and there's so many other ones. I've just given you guys a few to think about, but we start plugging all those in and what happens? We run out of RAM. We run out of memory. So, we, so we're not actually able to feel our own personal consciousness because we've attached so many softwares to our hardware. So what do we have to do? We have to unplug. We have to start detaching. You know, when that moment comes, when we start to feel the, the dark entities attached to us, like negativity or addiction or, you know, whatever the symptom, right, that shows up, we have to unplug. We have to get silent. We have to become more mindful. We have to start going. Well, wait. These aren't my feelings. Wait. My natural state is peace. My natural state is a luminescent. My natural state is angel consciousness. You know, Sarah consciousness, Amy consciousness, Nic- Nicola consciousness. Right. So, if we adopt all these other consciousnesses, then that, that becomes our identity, which is not our true identity. So our personal consciousness can only truly be felt in our stillest moments. When we meditate, when we're quiet, when we, you know, uh, walk in nature, when we just get down to the simplicities of existence, right? Instead of thinking about tomorrow or reminiscing about the past, we stay in the present moment. And then we can start to, if we're quiet, we can start to feel, okay, my heart is beating really fast. Okay, I feel like I have anxiety. Okay, you know, my scalp kind of itches. You know... I feel like I'm a little bit of shortness of breath. You know, I am thinking about yesterday and how that really upset me. Okay. So I'm now I'm becoming conscious. I'm becoming aware of the attachments. I'm becoming aware of like, okay, you know what? I really do think I have an addiction to my phone. Okay. That's reptilian consciousness. You know, my anxiety, I really feel that's me, um, you know, pushing my body too far. Like I feel like maybe I'm over exercising. you know. Uh, what uh, that would be uh, Sumerian. Okay. That's Sumerian, uh, uh, you know, consciousness, you know, but right now I'm really feeling into my Pleiadian consciousness and I really want to tap into my spiritual force. Okay, great. And I realized that, you know what, I probably need to adopt some better habits. And so now this inner dialogue, because now you're starting to strip away all the stuff. Okay. And the, The lower level consciousnesses, like the reptilians and the draconians, like the Anunnaki, like the Sumerian, those, they have gifts, but when they become over, like they become your shadow government, they start to overshadow your personal consciousness, right? Then we lose our, or we dilute our own personal power. So my goal with this course, with my mission and my movement is to get you guys so close to your own energy field so that you can see it without all of the attachments, so that you can understand what it really is. And one of the ways that I do this is through what I call life path astrology. And Life Path Astrology has been such an asset for me to understand my own consciousness, to see myself through a bird's eye view. So... As I mentioned in the first class, I would love for you guys to download this free guide, okay? It's an MP3, but it's also a a PDF if you'd like to read it. I would actually recommend that you guys read it or listen to it several times. There's concepts in there that you've probably never heard before, mostly because they were given to me from the divine. But if you go to holisticfashionista.com forward slash free dash guide, I'm going to start uh, introducing you guys to Sophia Cosmology, which includes Life Path Astrology. Now, Life Path Astrology is your ability to see yourself outside of yourself. So like, it's almost like looking at yourself in the mirror, and there's no judgment because everybody has a chart. Everybody has a birth chart. We all have challenges. We all have wounds. We all have gifts. We're all here on assignment. So the Sophia cosmology is a spiritual philosophy on life and the principle of the Sophia cosmology is founded on the the principle that you and I are all stars. We are all consciousness who came to this realm on an assignment and that assignment is a movement and that movement is your personal consciousness. So if you feel called to help create the new earth, I hope that you will download this MP3 and listen to it. Share your thoughts with me on my Instagram. Join me on, you know, at Holistic Fashionista on Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment. I read everything. I try to get back to everybody. You know, you can check out holisticfashionista.com to learn more about fifth dimensional living, uh, buy our magazine where we're sharing all kinds of tips. But my goal is that we take This planet, this realm out of the third dimension, dissolve the third dimensional paradigm, out, you know, dissolve this need for material things, this obsession, or at least balance it out. So it's just a small part of what we can call on and what we can use in this lifetime, but it's not overshadowed by our own personal consciousness. So um, if you like this course so far, please do like, share, and subscribe. Uh, If you're listening to this on my podcast, please leave me a five-star review. So other people who are interested in learning about the Sophia cosmology and my movement, which is called the Rise of Sophia, so that they can find it as well. I would greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, you guys, I will see you for part three, where we talk about what is transcendence. It's time to grow it's time to step into your new earth leadership role. All right, you guys, have a beautiful rest of your day. And until next time, stay sacred. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Rise of Sophia. If you've gained insights from this episode, I sure hope you'll leave me a five-star review and comment. If you're looking to be the change you wish to see in the world by spearheading your own movement, please check out my free 5D leadership guide on how to lead a movement that shapes the new earth. To learn more about me and Holistic Fashionista, please find me on Instagram at Holistic Fashionista. Until next time, have a great day and stay sacred.